0: So the house, the bachelor pad that I'm in, we had just watched the movie Hot Rod, and I thought, you know, we were talking on the porch. (laughs) Great movie. (laughs) Yeah. talking on the porch, and we're like, why don't people do that in real life? Like, some insane stuff. This is, you know, this was, uh, I think, 2009, so it's before, like, GoFundMe and a lot of things being Mm -hmm. picked up. And I'm like, you know what? I have a car I'm going to light on fire. I'm going to tell people, if they give me $20, I'll light that car on fire on the internet. I raised $20,000 in three days and (laughs) uh, saved my house from foreclosure, lit my car on fire, went to jail. But... (laughs) When I took that check to the courthouse steps, because we really pushed it to the 930 auction. You know, at the auction, there's all these dudes in flip-flops and T-shirts, my people, right? Yeah, And they're bidding on houses. And I was just like, I'm in real estate. These are my people. So, like, that whole experience actually is what kind of picked me up. It got me to really learn about house flipping because I had just kind of stumbled through it. Never had a mentor, uh, you know, in those early days, never went to a RIA meeting, never did. It just kind of self-taught, just kind of figuring it out on my own. And when I saw those guys there, I just decided I'm going to make myself a part of this. (laughs)
1: Dive Nation, what's going on? Uh, we got John Maxim on here, and uh, you know we're going to talk to about uh, today about flipping. And, and John, I don't, have you checked
0: out the YouTube channel yet?
1: It's okay if you haven't.
0: I haven't, honestly, I haven't. Don't even worry. Uh, I saw you on Facebook though. Okay, there so. you go. Well, watched on Facebook.
1: Well, our YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, or if you're new um, to the the YouTube channel, if you're tuning in for the first time, we we get people on here. It's we call it expert interviews. We interview experts in the industry, ask some questions about. Um, you know, we got them into the business so people can learn. And Investor's Dive Nation, what it is, its is, we're just trying to create a channel where people can go to learn and, um, you know, not only improve in their personal lives, but also in, in real estate. So thanks for thanks for joining, bro.
0: Yeah, no problem. I'll make sure when I visit to like and subscribe, as should you. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Like, my, that's that's perfect, because I'm going to have in the YouTube video, like, a little like and subscribe button yeah. that's going to come up when you said that. So. Good. Yeah, man, YouTube, uh, YouTube's interesting, but it's uh, we're we're almost at 300 subscribers. We're oh, I think we're great. like nine away. So when you s- subscribe, we'll be like at 192, and then whoever's watching, maybe they can get us there.
0: That's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the goal, the goal is to get as many as we can. So, but anyway, um, today we're just gonna kind of chat with you about you know your origin story. I mean, you do a lot of flips, and I, I know a lot of people are interested in in knowing how to get into flipping. Uh what got you in there? Just a bunch of stuff. So we're just gonna roll, all right? Okay. Sounds good. So let's let's start right now um a little bit about the origin story. Like I don't know we've met through like social we're media. Virtual friends. Virtual friends, but yeah. this is our first time. So what you're gonna tell me today is price, just as much as I want to know is is the world. Sure, right? yeah. So let's kind of hear about what got you. So
0: uh, unlike a lot of um, experts in real estate like me, this was never like I never woke up or I never like dreamt about being a real estate investor yeah. or being that the guy or you know that owns a hotel or whatever. It's not that wasn't my dream. Like my why when I was young was uh, let's party, let's meet girls, let's have a good time. And my why has only changed a tiny bit <laughs> in that I found the girl. But I still want to have fun and do all, all all those things. And so That's awesome, man. So my journey is more um, you know, I, I always say it's accidental, which is probably the best description for it. Like um oh. uh I was working at a kiosk in the mall and I, I, I selling um surveys, like you know, take a five minute survey and and you do this uh we'll give you five bucks or something. And this real estate agent was like, man, you're good at this. You should come work for me. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And so I went and worked for her. And I, I actually did awesome that first year. You still cool with her? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I just saw her yesterday. Wow. I'm helping her flip her house (laughs) right now. That's awesome. So it's kind of fun to give back and help my mentor flip her house. Mm -hmm. But she, um, you know, that first year I actually made pretty good money as her assistant, which helped my ego just kind of go and I'm like yeah I can do this without her. So I made like 80k my first year just as an assistant agent to her wow. and then I I think I made like less than 10 <laughs> on my own that oh, was <laughs> sure. Yeah, so, so you 80, know 80 to 10 I didn't the respect year? the SOI and the business that she built. I just ran with my ego. Most people don't, right? Nobody does. Yeah, nobody does. Especially so. when you're in your 20s like you, you know. Yeah. It's easy to think you're really cool. Yeah. Um so anyway, I uh, you know that was a little learning lesson. And um, you know, after a couple years of being an agent, as is a, kind of a natural course, you see investing, and you see like people flip houses. So, I got into house flipping, and all you know, I'm actually, if it's okay with you and your audience, because mm-hmm. I do several podcasts, and I've told my Shout origin out. story, yeah. A whole bunch of times. Go ahead, brother. So you, can, if you just Google my name and podcast, you probably find the long version of uh, my origin story. So I, I, I want to try to tell it the fastest I have. A hundred percent, bro. See, but
1: where can they find you, just so they know? Because I'm all about you know cross promoting.
0: Sure. Uh, most the best way to reach me is on Instagram, and it's just at on the John.
1: On the John. Uh, John with
0: an H. Um, and uh, you know, I do every Friday. I do a flipping thing, and then on YouTube, I'm uh, flipping off John Maxim flipping <laughs> off. Uh, These are great
1: names, bro? Yeah, yeah you...
0: <laughs> I, I, I like the brand. <laughs> I like to have fun, right? Yeah. So uh, but anyway, so here, so the deal was I got married, um, had flipped a few houses, recession hits. Uh, I got divorced not because of the recession or mm-hmm. business or anything, but the divorce crushed me. Yeah. Um like you mean I, like I got,
1: with properties like they crushed you in your
0: business? Just crushed me in every, general. In okay. general. Yeah. Like uh you know it's it's a hard thing to go through. Mm-hmm. You know I like I'm waking up you know cuz and I slept on a bag of Cheetos, right? And they're stuck to me <laughs> like that's how depressed and how down I was. Yeah. So my business just falls by the wayside and I uh I get really behind on my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a smart guy, and I know about loans, loan modifications. So I get really behind on my mortgage because I know a bunch of tricks. Because you got some time to not lose it. So I was actually several years behind on my on my mortgage. You made it that long, huh? Mm-hmm. I rented out my house to a bunch of guys. I get notice that we've got three days until the foreclosure auction, and the bank is not falling for any of my tricks. Wow! So the That house, the bachelor pad that I'm in, we had just watched the movie Hot Rod, and I thought, you know, we were talking on the porch. (laughs) Great movie. (laughs) Yeah, talking on the porch, and we're like, why don't people do that in real life? Like some insane stuff. This is, you know, this was, uh, I think, 2009, so it's before, like, GoFundMe and a lot of things being Mm -hmm. picked up, and I'm like, you know what? I have a car I'm going to light on fire. I'm going to tell people, if they give me $20, I'll light that car on fire on the internet. Wow. I raised $20,000 in three days and uh, (laughs) saved my house from foreclosure. Lit my car on fire, went to jail. But when I took that check to the courthouse steps, because we really pushed it to the 930 auction. Were you cash flowing, by the way, on renting
1: it out to your buddies the whole time since you weren't paying the mortgage? Totally. Okay, so
0: Yeah, I was. Awesome. That's how I paid for my depressed living at the time. Okay. House hacking, they call that now. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, uh, I, you know, at the auction, there's all these dudes in flip-flops and T-shirts, my people, right? Yeah. And they're exactly. bidding on houses, and I was just like, "I'm in real estate; these are my people." So, like that whole experience actually is what kind of picked me up and got me to really learn about house flipping because I had just kind of stumbled through it. Never had a mentor, uh, you know, in those early days. Never went to a REA meeting. Never did. It just kind of self-taught. Right. Uh, f- just kind of figuring it out on my own. And when I saw those guys there, I just decided I'm going to make myself a part of this, and uh, it's been. I never looked back. You, you know, just took it's just off kind of right there, thing. man. Yeah.
1: So it took going to the courthouse, seeing the flip flops, and the guys just, just chilling. Yeah. And just you're like, hey,
0: realizing that's a culture that I kind of want to be a part of. You know, they're they're doing business, but they're doing it on their own terms. You know? Did it's you very, find very punk rock, which is what I loved about
1: did it? Did you feel like, has is that real, or was that just like imaginative when you uh, when you saw it? Like, did, is that really like? Your people, do they exist, but they're just, like, doing on their own terms? And Oh,
0: absolutely. Okay. You know, uh, house flipping, honestly, I think, is one of the last, like, punk rock things out there. You know, like, <laughs> stick it to the man. I'm not I'm not doing your thing. I'm not going to college. I'm not doing this. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to make my own way. Yeah. And, a lot, you know, you hear er- everyone loves to post about how all billionaires and millionaires start or make it in real estate. Mm-hmm. it's true. Like, it, it's just really, that's the way to do it. You they know? do their own thing. Yeah. Huh? And even if you're the guy that wears the, the the suit every day and does your like, but you get to be yourself, and, right? And being yourself does not affect at all how you get compensated. Whereas you know in the corporate world, it does. It can. Yeah, and for so, sure. Uh, you know, so yeah, absolutely. Good question. Like that, that really is. They're my people.
1: Yeah, I was just wondering because you know sometimes people might see that and then get into it and then be like, hey, that's not how it is, but that's how you found. And by the way, I started dressing up nice because um, I saw Jordan. I don't know if you know who Jordan Peterson is. Oh yeah, I love Jordan Peterson. I'm going to go see him tomorrow. He's he's talking here in Salt Lake, so I'm going to go see him in... Yeah, uh, he said he made a video about like dressing up, so I was like, I'm gonna give that
0: a shot. I've actually seen that one. You seen? It? I felt uh, I felt seen and attacked <laughs> at the same time. But I, no, I love Jordan Peterson. But the truth is, like, it's whatever you feel what makes you happy, yeah, man. Exactly. And if Jordan exactly. Peterson feels like a better person because he's wearing a, a seven hundred dollar three piece, like, <laughs> yeah. good for him. I want to be in shorts and a flip flops, yeah, and man. I feel like
1: the I've king done, of the world. I've done both, and I do feel a dressing up like, uh, you, man, you just. You feel like you're, at least for me, like when I get to the office, I'm like, all right, I'm feeling like, a, like he says, a little bit more uh, zoned in, but, you know, I, Dude, I get it.
0: I, I know. I'm I'm one of those man boys, and I have a set of V-neck t-shirts if I really want to dress <laughs> yes. up. That's me, like, really, really Dude. going to the nights. And I feel a little better. I, get, I do. I'm for sure. sure
1: when you get that thing on, people are like, what's going on Who's today? this guy? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, like, what, is something special some, going some, on? Yeah. What's the occasion? What's the yeah. occasion for John to wear the V-neck? Right. That's awesome, man. Well, would you say that's... Uh, so since that experience, you've just taken off, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a, a bunch of learning curve uh, that went with that. You know, um, you know, I, like, my first five years was hit or miss. Like, I kind of did real estate, but I also kind of just donated plasma for a living. <laughs> like, I wasn't... Like, my why was not... Were you married when you were donating plasma? No. Okay. That was after, after my... Because I'm sure, like, once you get yeah. married, you're like... Yeah, uh, that's where the why comes from, right? For, right. for me, you know, a lot of the guys, like, they want this success, and and I, I love it. Like, I see it in, in younger guys, and I just wish I could have been that guy. But no, mm-hmm. I wanted, like, what am I doing this weekend? How are we laughing? Like, what games are we going to play? What girls am I going to pursue? That's yeah. all that I cared about. And then when I got a, a wife... Like, okay, now I have to take care of somebody besides myself. How am I gonna do that? No. Like it's not just fun and games. And we we can have a lot of fun and games in our marriages and stuff, but still you have to like take care of that person. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get kids, that's when it real for me, like the first time I had, you know, a kid, like it just changes everything. Like the why mm-hmm. becomes an absolute thing that you have to pursue because Dang. you you never cared about something so much in your yeah. whole life and all of a sudden you're like, oh crap just, like, not doing anything on a Friday night is not going to cut it anymore, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, like, so... So anyway, yeah, so it really, um, that kind of happened, and then shortly after, you know, in fact, my, um, at the time, my girlfriend was there videotaping me burning my car on fire, and we got Were married, in it? like, shortly after. I mean, I almost blew myself up. There's some cool... I mean, if people Google my name and car fire, you'll find videos and pictures of it online. Wow. Uh, I, I did almost die. It was... Because gasoline doesn't burn; it explodes. You know. So. Did you know that before you? Uh, I remember. I remember hearing that in the Boy Scouts a lot, (laughs) but I don't know that I respected it. Whether or not I knew it, I didn't. We've seen it all in the videos
1: and like the movies, right? Yeah. But uh, we didn't. You know, I wouldn't think that either, right? But
0: uh, so it exploded. Oh, totally. (laughs) The crazy thing is, the car started like it was turned off. the Key was in my hand. The thing's burning, like, and all of a sudden, it starts, and then it died. But. It Was, it was crazy. crazy. The car started without the, without you turning it on, or it was fully in flames, oh my and gosh. the the fire was able to get the the engine to turn over. Oh it's crazy. Gosh. What kind of car was it? It was a it was a '94 Ford Escort station wagon. Okay, so the you, beauty. <laughs> I didn't. Do you I, miss it? You probably miss uh, it a little bit. I did. Like, I think we called that the Shaggin' Wagon or something, the <laughs> Bachelor Pad. Even, but I, yeah, no, oh, it was, for sure. It was it was uh, it was a cool little car, but yeah, yeah I mean, it it served its purpose it for did. sure. So, did you burn it to raise the money, or you, it
1: wasn't running right, or you just were ready to get a new car? Like, what made you want to burn that specifically?
0: No, that was my car, and um, it's just <laughs> it was the only thing I could think of. Okay, like, to, to raise the money. People do crazy stuff. You and know? was I it mean to raise I, the money? Yeah. Okay. It was specifically- so the whole so the so you know back then Facebook wasn't you know like. Only thirty of my friends were on Facebook. Right. I mean, MySpace was, yeah. the, was the MySpace was big, but I did a. I was writing a blog. That's how you know how it was a long time ago because blogs were like the thing. Everybody had a blog. Like right. now, everybody has TikTok and Instagram, but mm-hmm. back then it was a blog. So I wrote this big blog post, like, and I literally said, "Hey, we do stupid stuff in America. I am stupid. My house is behind. I can't save it, but you guys can." And I believe that so much that I believe if I light my car on fire, that you guys will. We called them loanations at the time. Mm-hmm. You guys will give me a loanation of twenty dollars. If enough of you guys do that, I'll light my car on fire and we'll save my house from foreclosure. And it totally worked. I mean, it went viral. That's amazing, brother. Three days. It was crazy. Twenty grand in three days it was wild. I'm a
1: part of a couple of Facebook groups that like uh, teach wholesalers and brand new investors, and they give away like some of the big guys. Like I think one guy gave away a car today, and or and another person like ten k do you are you I, I know you got something going on like with the treasure hunt are you looking exploring more ways to like do stuff like burn a car not necessarily burn a car you want to go jail, but are you exploring other ways to do stuff like that
0: Yeah, absolutely I mean the car fire thing was you know that was years ago like right, two thousand nine and and things have changed a lot and marketing budgets are a whole new world like mm-hmm. nowadays marketing and giving away a Tesla is better than paying for billboards you know because it gets you a social yeah. media presence yeah, and stuff exactly. so Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I've kind of committed to this whole treasure hunt thing where we, uh, Mm -hmm. and and part of the thing we love about it is, you know, Instagram giveaways and social media giveaways, like a lot of things in the world, they're hard to trust. Like, sure, they picked somebody out of a hat, but who knows? Like, and it's amazing how often the story is the perfect story or or it's a friend of somebody or, you know, so the thing I love about the treasure hunt in, in that whole giving back is it's really just whatever i agree know? with you it's yeah. not uh, there's no me i'm not like picking my friend's sister or whatever i'm just mm-hmm. burying treasure in the ground and letting everyone have like a great time finding it yeah. and uh it's proven to be uh uh it had a lot of cool side effects that we didn't kind of plan on in the first right. place of just like making people happy and work together as families and stuff yeah. like that
1: and and just you want to kind of let uh investor thrive nation know what what got you started with a treasure hunt like what was the purpose yeah uh,
0: a wholesaler who I had built a relationship with just because he had wholesaled me deals, calls me up one day and he's like, Hey man, I want to bury treasure in the ground. And, uh, I was like, that sounds super fun. And it was COVID and everyone was stuck in their houses. And we just thought, you know, we talked it out. We're like, man, it's, uh, it, you just give away, get away for people to get out. I mean, this was like in the early days of masks and six feet yeah, and all man. this kind of stuff. And we had gotten stimulus checks that we kind of didn't think we deserved, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, of all the people, on earth, uh, we like, we, we're fairly good at what we do. And why is the government just handing us money? So we're like, let's like, just bury it. And uh, it, it ex- I mean, uh, one more thing that just kind of was more popular yeah. than we ever imagined, you know. So yeah. we've done four treasure hunts now. Dang. What and, have the prizes uh, been? Uh, we started with five and then we went to 10 and then we did a, a kid treasure hunt that was a little different. That was more like a geocache where, uh, you know, but for the kids and then we did a $20,000 one most recently. So.
1: And has every time, do you feel like it's growing the amount of people that do it or is it? Oh, absolutely. It, okay. So yeah. it wasn't like the first one was just like the biggest no. hit. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's, it's uh it's a huge, people love
1: it. That's awesome, man. I've seen yeah. those and I, I just don't think I would be good at following clues.
0: I mean, dude. It ta- I mean, and, and the more successful you get, I and mean, it, it takes a lot for you to have to get out and go hiking in the mountains. I don't know that I'd go hiking for ten thousand dollars. I'll <laughs> bury it, but you'll bury it. You know, it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure that I'm going to get out and do that. So, and you probably had a lot of positive content that came from that.
1: Do you have people that like shoot recording themselves as they're looking through the treasure? That like, do you have stuff like that where people would like record? Oh, record totally. I mean.
0: Um, Yeah, Instagram is just—it's like a full-time job when we bury a treasure because it's nonstop. They can people tagging us and hashtagging it and sharing stuff, and you know we try to egg that on and help people. And we—I mean—we've built relationships with this whole community now of of treasure hunters and stuff. So it's turned into a really fun. The
1: real question I have for you—sorry
0: to interrupt. The real question is: Do you
1: get any deals from it?
0: Uh, I well, I've gotten deals from social media a lot. I haven't gotten any deals from the treasure hunting. I bet you will. That I know of, but at at, at some point that's going to happen because, you know, I, I do have you know probably twenty five percent of my followers all comes from treasure hunt stuff, yeah. and uh, one of these days one of them's going to want to invest with me or 100%. send me a deal or whatever. You know, it's,
1: it's weird how it works like that, right? Yeah. Like hey, you, someone you met someone through this avenue which is completely unrelated, but they're like hey I uh, I got a fourplex and. Yeah. You know, vernal or whatever.
0: No, totally. And and from my Instagram, I mean, people are amazed. Like I've gotten a whole bunch of new private lenders, and I've I, last year. Like I, I think I told you, we did eighty six deals in in twenty twenty one. And eight of those deals came straight from Instagram leads. Just literally from people that think it's funny when I post a a hoarder house. How does that
1: feel, man? I mean, does that feel awesome getting deals from just social media where it's... Yeah,
0: it feels good, but the pressure's on because then I'm like, oh, I I actually have to do this social media stuff. It's not just like just fun. fun. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I got to do Flipping Friday again today because (sighs) what if I get six houses or something? Yeah, Yeah, I,
1: I can see how social media becomes like maybe you're just doing stuff for fun, but now it's like... Can be a headache yeah do you do you run your own flipping fridays or do you have like a social media manager or someone that like yeah i do stuff?
0: it all i do it all on my own wow yeah for now
1: that's awesome I mean, i've seen your your face it's facebook stories right and then yeah. you, you convert the them same. to instagram yeah well, you post those. it on instagram it goes on Facebook. those are impressive so man you've done good like yeah. uh, the music the
0: editing like i have a film background i went to i went to actually slick for uh for film back in the early days so not specifically for your story, but... No, okay. but but then it, it helped when I finally started doing stories because, yeah, this was ages ago. Yours,
1: yours are impressive. I mean, uh, I think I've seen, like, different, like, uh, stickers. I don't know what you call
0: them, but, like, different effects in there. Or, um, yeah, I love the special effects. I, l- effects. I like to make it cinematic. It's because good. Because if people are going to spend... One thing that Instagram taught me that I never imagined is how boring 15 seconds can be. Yeah. 15 seconds can be... So boring, right? <laughs> like, it's amazing. And so, if people are going to watch me, I really want them to be rewarded with something that's not boring. That's An like experience. that's my main focus. Is okay. I want this to be a, a cinematic. I want it to be experienced. I want to throw the music in and the stickers. I'm not just going to sit there and, and chit chat and talk. And
1: yeah, like the stuff. the the hey, this is John. Like you're kind of over that. You want to give them something jacier. Yeah, I,
0: I want to. I mean. I, I did that for a while, and they're over it. You know? Yeah,
1: they want. They want. Plus, them.
0: that's precious time. I always tease my peers who are trying to get into social media that do the, uh, "Hey guys, it's me." Like you just lost three of your fifteen seconds just yeah. doing that. It, they're already watching you. You don't need to introduce yourself every time. You know, huh. like there's just little things like that. Hey that, man, that, that thank you for better. that. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> hey guys, it's me. Like don't. Like, I go. Hey, this is real estate, Nate. Yeah. Even I mean, the, that's okay. I, so on Flipping Friday, I do that on the first one only, Okay. But then the rest, it's, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, I got a green screen because I
1: think green screens can be pretty funny. They're, they're f- so fun. Yeah. I do some green screen stuff. Green too. screens are great. Yeah. So um, that's, yeah, you got to have fun with it. I feel like, yeah. you know, there's just, there's so much information out there that if, unless you got like a little edge to it or, I mean, anyone can, even if they don't do wholesaling, fix and flip, they can act like they do. You know how it is. And they all do. The, yeah, they do do it. They do.
0: A lot yeah. of factors out there.
1: Yeah, is the
0: internet them? is not real, people.
1: Yeah, factors—is <laughs> that what you call them? Actors, a lot of actors. Oh, but like fake, fake actors. No, oh, factors. factors. Sure, I
0: like that. I think yeah. you said
1: factors, right? I
0: didn't, not on purpose. But I'll, I'll trademark <laughs> it if you want. Yeah, I like that factors. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, my big question for you and for a lot of um, flippers is like, as a wholesaler, like we spend a lot of money on marketing, and but you you don't do that, right? You don't like have like cold callers
0: mail, texting, right? Right. I mean, I, I've had a long career, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I, I tend to kind of go where the market goes, or I try to pivot. I try to, like, find out where deals are coming from. Um. And right now, I mean, we 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 did over forty wholesales in twenty twenty one, and I didn't amazing. pay pay a lick of marketing, yeah. N- unless you count the time I spent on Instagram, but, which, which is amazing, yeah. right? That's that's amazing. And uh, and 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 one of my favorite things to do is to wholesale a wholesale. I love, and, and, and you they know, get fired up about that. My wholesalers they? get fired up about it. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen. You've I seen, saw
1: a conversation yeah. that, and I laughed some new, at that. Some man.
0: new wholesalers can really take that hard. And even now, there's some wholesalers that like. We don't allow daisy chaining and blah 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 blah. Do but, something know, about it. We all right. grow up. We're all grown ups. And like, if I can sell a deal that you can't, I mean, it, 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 it doesn't matter. Like a lot of them think, "Oh, you took money off from me," because if you sold it for ten thousand dollars more than I sold it to you, I could have sold it for that. But bro, that's the exact the, same thing you're doing with the, the seller. Like a wholesaler you know, just, would even it's be. It's kind of funny,
1: bro. Those they won't last in my opinion. Hey, they won't they unless won't. they
0: grow. Which the wholesaler you're talking about, which you, people can find on my Instagram, that story. I don't uh, know who it was. I didn't... He's grown. Okay. He's so it was, it was an emotional. an put him in his place. It was an emotional time, but now he's still in the business. We still work together. You know, I, I don't let people know who he is, but he uh, he has grown, and yeah. you know, we all do. To get upset about someone making money when you made money,
1: that's like so stupid. It's Cause so stupid. Because even like that's... you run into the flippers, they're like, oh... I only let wholesalers that bring me make this much. I'm like, we can't work together, bro, because I don't care how much you make. You shouldn't care how much I make. And then wholesalers that care—if you wholesale it, you just didn't—you you you accepted the offer, right? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So it's so it's fun. So um, you know, with with me, I mean, I've been wholesaling since before wholesaling was a a word, right? Like. And um, and even some of the big wholesalers here in Utah that I'm friends with, uh, you know, like Andy McFarlane and, and Matt Oviatt, like I got to see how the the recession hurt hit them and how how wholesaling works in a down market, which a lot of wholesalers now don't even really know what that looks like, you know. Yeah. And and um, and so you know, my system is is much different and not as easily replicatable because it's based almost completely on my reputation mm-hmm. in my market, uh, where I. Have a very short list of guys who I know are buying, who know me, who know that I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I send a, a three line text which says purchase price, which is the price I'm offering it to them for, a estimated ARV, which is what I think it would cost me to do it. Uh, I'm sorry, estimated rehab, mm-hmm. and ARV. That's it. Oh, and, and the address. So four oh, line text. 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 Those things. Email too, or just text? Just a text. Okay. I don't send them pictures, I don't send them videos. If they're interested, I let them, you know, figure out how to get them into the property or whatever. And then I just say, take it or leave it, man. And if you don't want it, I'll send it to some other guys. I usually give them 48 hours or something. You got four minutes. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and if, and, and you know, and I let everybody know, like, up front, like, this is how I wholesale. And then if they, uh, if, you know, if I send you two or three and you don't buy them, then um, I usually take you off the list. Just because I, I don't, when I get a deal, it's a deal. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you um, if they don't buy it, I'm gonna I'm just gonna take it down. Yeah. Which gives me so much arrogant power, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's like, like hey, it's just I like whatever. Whatever, yeah. man. You want it? This is a good deal. Take it. And if you don't, this is not a good deal. I mean, there's plenty of reasons why I'll wholesale. Maybe I can get a great amount of money. Uh, maybe I'm I'm pretty overextended on my crews and guys flipping houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I just it's the the headache to profit ratio is a little too low for me, but I still know that there's money there, and there's newer guys who headache to profit ratio isn't as big of a deal to they're, new guys, right? Willing to take Where it, they're yeah. willing to take it on if I send it to them, and they know that it's a deal for me. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I, uh, I of my forty wholesales, probably f- ten or fifteen of them were other wholesalers' deals that I just kept okay, up so, and then so. turned around and. and so. We we, it up.
1: we call it JVing, but JVing is like uh, you you tell them right, but you, you're basically just like yeah I'll buy it, and then you just wholesale it right, mm-hmm. and and it, it doesn't matter because you fulfill your end right. of the agreement. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, so that's would you say so ten to fifteen? Where would you say the other ones are coming from? Is it from lists?
0: Um, lists? The MLS. Uh, I I do a little bit of marketing here and there. Um, just kind of like I said, depending you know like right now I think. Uh, um, Um, Notice the defaults are getting kind of big again, mm-hmm. looking forward to more notice. And I haven't touched notice of defaults for no. like four years. No, because there's been like 10 a month, yeah. maybe. But they're starting to pick up. I mean, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, here in Utah, like taxes. Mm-hmm. People's taxes, uh, uh, like their escrows just going up, their payments like just magically going up like three or $400 yeah. a month. Dude, like... That shuts people down. Yeah, that can that for can, sure. The, the average man, that can knock him right off. And so notice of defaults, you know, so, so yeah. I've, I've started buying lists and calling notice of defaults. Y- um, you
1: yourself calling them or do you have a, a guy I, or i have uh,
0: I, I have two avenues i have somebody that i'm training mm-hmm. uh um, that's going to come work for me um, probably doing acquisitions as i see the market kind of turning more towards me wanting to actually call on some of these and do some of that work where most of the time i'm happy to let the wholesalers do it with all right. the marketing that they spend but um and then i also have a uh, um, somebody who has a company where they'll call if I provide them the list, they'll do the calling. Is it and Dave? Then, and then provide, yeah, Dave. Dave, Dave Klein. Okay. He's
1: got his uh, cold callers uh-huh. in Peru, wherever they're doing it.
0: Yep. So cool. they're they're uh, we've just kind of started a couple campaigns on that, and so um, and then when I get those, you know, a lot of times if I get it direct from seller off some marketing like that, there's a lot more room for me to oh, wholesale it, and that's so where the big
1: spreads are right. Yeah. So when you have Dave's squad calling for you, do they give you? do they push you a lead and you have to negotiate it or do they do the negotiating and then
0: just... and I have to negotiate. Okay. It. Yeah.
1: Have you been getting a lot of leads that you've been having to call through? Or... Um,
0: yeah. And I have someone on my team that will do it. Or I, I like, I actually negotiating is one of the things I love to do. So right. I don't, I don't mind that part, but I, a lot of times I don't have the time to build the relationships with the, with the sellers right. that is needed to really negotiate. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll have somebody on my team that, that we'll does do it, it. it, but you know, it's, the lead comes in, we try to get to it as fast as possible. And if that's me or if that's them, well, we, we do what we can.
1: That's awesome, man. So you got, just just so I can outline because I am just very curious on how flippers maintain, you know, getting deals and being consistent because, you know, with wholesaling, you know, we do five, six deals a month, but it's through a lot of marketing, right? So you're doing that uh, kind of volume, and it seems because your relationship has grown, a lot of people know what you do. But you said you make on market offers to listed properties
0: as well? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
1: Do you have an agent dedicated to making those offers for you or are you making those?
0: Um I make I usually make those on the MLS there's especially now where the where there's just not the inventory. Mm-hmm. Um if I see a deal I like I I call because I can out negotiate most people with with other agents too and I I'm, I'm a licensed broker uh, and agent oh, okay. as well so so I do. I mean, I will. I'm happy. I love agents, mm-hmm. and that's another avenue that I'll I'll use. But straight to the MLS, I usually do it myself. Okay. So
1: you got MLS. You got lists. Do you do you check all the 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 blasts that come out every day from the the wholesalers that you're on? Or? Yeah,
0: I actually have a VA that uh, run that I've taught how to run numbers my way on that. Mm-hmm. Who just has a spreadsheet, and so then. I look at the spreadsheet and it's color coded and if it's the right color then I call the wholesaler and you know make an offer and if it's the wrong color I don't even pay attention to it.
1: Gotcha. Pretty much. How many do you make offers on that are are they're asking too high but you're like hey you know what I think they're just trying to be greedy let me just give a shot anyway. Do you um, do that a lot?
0: I do that a lot. In fact, I have a pretty good reputation for doing that. because yeah, um, I mean how many And whole, it works great. Yeah, wholesalers dude, I've seen some of these deals I'm like that is not
1: a deal at all. And I'm sure you guys are trying to get, you know, 60k over what you even got it under contract for, because you're trying to be, I don't know what you're trying to do. But it's yeah, not
0: but you know, making that offer is important because uh, relationships is everything in real estate, mm-hmm. everything, and relationships with wholesalers is everything. Even if they're dumb, mm-hmm. even if they're greedy, like that relationship's important. So I like to call them and say, "Hey, man." Uh, because I want to get to know them, and if they know that I'm making them an offer, even if they get offended or whatever, and I do that over and over again, I get to know those those guys. And the truth is, I mean, I know uh, like Tom Kroll and them, and a lot of the wholesaling educators teach like, do not be friends with your cash buyers, or you end up working for them, which is cool. Yeah, I totally get the, the reasoning, but I get more deals. By the wholesalers who I like, know them. I know about their family, and I mean it's the exact same thing that you guys teach to do with sellers. Dude, it's, like yeah. you just get to know them, yeah, and you build that relationship, and maybe it takes six months or a year, but then wholesalers start giving me deals, and when they can't sell, one, they call me and they're like, "Dude, I need I can't, your help, I bro. can't sell this deal. What would you pay for it? And yeah. I give them a number, and they they sell it to me. You know, like, and so it it just doesn't do anything to. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of flippers will be like, uh, "Screw that guy; he doesn't know what he's talking about." Or these greedy wholesalers—they, blah, 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 blah. That's right. It's not. I mean, that's not how anything works. So no, why would it work with that? I mean, that's how sellers are, right?
1: There, they want as much as they get. Everybody right. does. Everybody does. Right. We all so, do. So you got to just talk to them about yeah. it. Because I've been thinking, like, as a wholesaler, um, I think there's. So much power in being the buyer and letting people know you buy, right? Because then you get the reputation. But not a lot of people. I mean, some people do. Like they'll reach out to Brian or and be like, "Hey, can you help me move this?" But you have I mean, been in the business for a while, and you getting a lot of deals just from being known as the guy, right? Yeah. Do you feel like that's a uh, had a lot of success and power by being like, "Hey, I buy" instead of uh, like I'm just a wholesaler.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's how most wholesalers market themselves, and so they, uh, I mean, to to. To motivated sellers, it's kind of the same thing, yeah. right? But in the in the in the net in the network that I work in, you know, and I'm mostly local. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about you you do a lot of stuff outside, and I, I think that's cool. Right. Um, but um, you know, in the network that I'm in, mostly local, like it it goes a long way. I think not so. only being the guy that does a lot of it. But, dude, I, I love to get on Facebook and joke around and be like, you know, constantly on Facebook. Almost every day, somebody's mm-hmm. like, I'm getting into wholesaling. I want to build my cash buyers list. Every day, right?
1: Every day. In yeah. fact,
0: there was a while when I was blasting emails out, and all I did was go on Facebook and just search cash buyer, and I just <sighs> took every email, which I'm sure a bunch of people yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even have to make the, the post, right? Mm-hmm. But I love to get on there and say, here's my email, and by the way, I pay more than everybody else here. <laughs> even though... That's not really true, but I like having that reputation because yeah. that wholesaler is going to be like, oh, maybe we, maybe we should send it to this guy. He's going to... This, this and guy's a big, it, big it guy. Just, it just starts building the relationship. It's, a, yeah. it's the same thing. So I think there's a ton of power, and, and more so than being the guy but always following through on what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's huge because there's a lot of cash buyers who try to renegotiate after they've given a number or right. don't follow through or just be like, dude, take my earnest money, whatever. Uh, and that... That I mean, one of those does more damage than you buying three or four bad right. deals. Honestly,
1: yeah, and and that's interesting for people that are brand new, right? Because um, when when you're when I'm or wholesalers are net, uh, marketing to sellers, you're the guy, right? But then in the community, you're like, oh, I'm just a I'm just a wholesaler, right? Mm-hmm. But I think being like you, the buyer in the community in the network, like of of Utah or wherever you're in, that's you, you need to be the buyer, right? Yeah. I mean, it helps. It helps. It definitely yeah. helps. Yeah. With yeah.
0: negotiating and, and stuff for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think even at, if you're as a wholesaler, if you're just like, oh, I just move properties. I think if you look at stuff as a buyer, you're probably even become a better wholesaler because like, hey, I'm willing to take this down. So I better know it's a good deal. I think a lot of wholesalers now, they're just like, let me just try everything. It's like, bro, would you take that deal?
0: Yeah. Although, you know, for for new people, I'd say to be careful with that because mm-hmm. you're right. You're not wrong. But you got to be careful with your assumptions, too. Like, um, I think some wholesalers do better, especially in the beginning, not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, if I know that, a wholesaler's estimate of rehab is it's probably garbage. Like, how many houses have they actually flipped? Probably zero. It's always like, thirty, isn't it? Who knows? Twenty yeah. or thirty. It's always thirty. The spread's always a hundred and <laughs> blank, whatever. So I'm gonna I, every legitimate cash buyer is gonna do their own numbers, no of matter course, what. Yeah. So I wouldn't, as a wholesaler, especially if I'm new, I wouldn't spend too much time trying to figure that out I, because what you really need is to get deals. Yeah. To get deals, get deals. So. Maybe take down some bad ones. I mean, you're not hurting me any because I know if it's bad or not. Like, yeah. But you you might spin your wheels a little too much in a bad deal. It definitely helps to know like what my uh, as a cash buyer like what I want and stuff. But when you're first starting out, I I would be careful, you know, because wholesalers get into the same thing as flippers analysis paralysis, where they're true, very true. They're just going to sit there like, oh well. How much is the rehab really going to be? And this guy's telling me it's 60, and this guy... Who cares? Who right. cares just, what they're telling just you? Just try freaking it. sell a deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and do you feel like um, if if they are just trying stuff,
1: do you feel like that would, you know... Well, let me just go back. When we're wholesaling nationwide, sometimes we don't know a market very well, and it will, the numbers will make sense for us here in Utah, but maybe they need a bigger spread in Missouri because Missouri, the, the sure. properties aren't as, as nice. They probably cost more, and um, so... When you send that out to a, a buyer, d- do you have a lot of guys that are like, "Hey, um, what price do I need it at?" And do you, d- do you help those like noobs? Um, I, I sorry, it's kind of a b- bad way to word the question, but do you have a lot of new wholesalers ask you for your advice and you give them
0: your time where you explain to them like how w- what would make a deal? Um, yeah, for sure, and I'm happy to to share um, with them. And I think for the most part, most People are. I mean, like I said, some cash buyers get a chip on their shoulder because I can't believe that guy made fifty thousand dollars wholesale fee. You know, whatever. But right. for the most part, I think those of us that are uh, mature about it, you know, are, are happy to help. And I, okay. I do. I think wholesalers should should definitely be learning, but they don't want to be uh, uh, like they don't want to get trapped in the box of like having to have accurate information yeah. at the same time. Like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a wholesaler getting it under contract for what they can get it under contract for and trying to make ten to twenty grand on it. Because I mean I I know you guys are working on lists of fifteen to thirty thousand people or more. Like right. who knows? And you never know like assuming things can really burn you and so you know the the more we learn, I mean obviously now I'm at a point where I wholesale with a four line text, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's because of all the experience backing me, so I don't I don't have to worry about what my deal is or, or anything like that. But in the beginning, man, I I made a lot of you know I was wholesaling all kinds of crazy crap, and it sometimes it wasn't working, and then I would right. learn, and you know you you learn. So I'd say it's better to learn and mess up than yeah. not learn at all.
1: So so I guess the advice for new people in InvestDrive Nation is if you have a deal and you're not exactly sure, talk to the the cash buyer and be like, hey, if it doesn't work, can you kind of fill me in and maybe make that relationship. Um, cause I mean, it sounds like you'd be willing to help. Um, Absolutely. And I'm sure there's a lot of cash but buyers. But don't be afraid to just blast it out either.
0: If you can't get any cash buyers to give you advice, just blast that thing out and see what happens, man. Like <laughs> w- w- what's the worst? Like, I'm going to call you and be like, you're an idiot. Like who cares? Yeah, you're right. It's you know? true.
1: So what's your opinion on the trajectory of the real estate market? Not only here in Utah, but in general, Do you think we're going to start getting a lot more inventory. We're going to see a lot more pre foreclosures coming. Like what's your
0: vision of what's going to happen this year? Um, I think this year in Utah is probably going to be fine. I mean, um, things are just kind of happening the way we thought that they would so far. I mm-hmm. mean, it's only March, or yeah. it's already March, depending on your crazy, <laughs> how you're looking man. at it, right? But um, things have kind of gone the way, you know, and, and uh, I do like that I'm starting to see some people kind of doom and glooming, whereas. Like last year, it was just like nothing can happen. We're invincible, which is always a telltale sign, right? Yeah. Everyone in the market was like that. I think uh, Utah is a market that's pretty insulated. However, like we've seen unprecedented inflation. And we've seen it in everything, which is actually kind of helpful because if only real estate was inflating and everything else was staying the same... You know, that's scarier than if my cheeseburger is inflating and my house is inflating. Like, yeah. everything's going up together. And that's because we just printed money for two full years. Like, of course. Of course like, yeah. w- you know, I, I, I hear all the time, us flippers are like, oh, my gosh, I made $100,000. It's my biggest flip of all time. And I'm like, well, you only made fifty because the dollar's half as much as it used to be. Right. Like, you got to go as far. You kind of got to be careful with, with what you think. So, I mean, to get more simple on the question, I think real estate in Utah is going to be fine. I think that other there are some other markets um, which could have problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done a bunch of stuff up in in Boise, and Boise is an amazing area. But, uh, you know, if there's some sort of crash or bubble, like what does Boise have? Whereas in Utah, we've got like the Silicon Slopes, we've yep. got Park City, we got... We've got a bunch of all, all these things. And so, Boise, some of the investments and the inflation up there, like, it's it's hard to boggle. And I, I don't know a, a lot of uh, outside markets. I mean, Boise's been an amazing market and, pro, and could still be for a while. Right. But when the market crashes, I just kind of wonder what's sustaining all that inflation. Whereas true. in Utah, I feel like we w- we've been a little more insulated. You know, in, in states where everyone's leaving, like New York and California, I mean, in 2020... We sold over a hundred houses, and every single one was sold to somebody from out of state. Every one, every house we flipped, it's insane. Yeah, like seventy thousand people moved to Utah in twenty twenty. That, that's wild. That's in, that's ridiculous. So, yeah. so anyway, I and I I think there's still that kind of exodus is still happening. So mm-hmm. I think Utah's okay for a time, but at the same time, like inflation can't happen forever, and people think it can, but it it can't. So I do think in the next couple years we're going to see some sort of correction. Now, uh, a lot of, you know, when markets crash, they kind of crash based on some industry. Mm-hmm. The Great Recession, it crashed based on real estate. And so real estate was hit hard. But, you know, before then, it's like the dot-com crash, and we have ones that are based on stocks and all these other things right. where if you look at real estate, it didn't get hit as hard as right. the Great Recession. So do I think a Great Recession is coming where real estate's going to be the cause? Absolutely not. Too much equity, you think? Well, I don't know about equity, but too much qualification. Like, uh, you know, I was a mortgage broker for a time in my career, and I, so I've seen all the people that have bought all my houses. Yeah. They're qualified. There aren't garbage loans out there. Right. I mean, I'm starting to see some. But for the last 10 years, there haven't been the garbage loans that um, that led to the Great Recession. Right. So, so, so if the market crashes, all these people were qualified for their mortgages. So we're mm-hmm. not going to have uh, 80% of homeowners not able to afford their mortgage, figure we're going to have out. 20 or 30% who lose their job and they can't qualify anymore. Like, and we'll be there to take over. Right. That's right. So <laughs> that's one thing I always tell people is I'm super excited for a down market.
1: Well, yeah, I went
0: through the last great recession and I wasn't ready. And what you need in a recession is liquidity mm-hmm. or lenders who have liquidity. And I didn't have that. I had a lot of conventional funding at the time. And I got killed. And I got 19 foreclosures on my credit back yeah. in 2009. Uh, we short-sold a bunch of deals, but like it was it was a nightmare. That's crazy. And uh, But shortly thereafter, as soon as I could get lending again, 2010, 11, 12, like, things exploded. Uh, I mean, that kind of market is different because people still need a place to live. Yeah, for people sure. People still buy houses. So now you have to make... The house the nicest. I mean, this is kind of what HGTV was really born out of. You really have to have the nicest house. Right now, I don't have to have the nicest house. I don't even do my yards right now. I leave... So you've changed the way
1: you're flipping I right now. I completely
0: changed what I'm doing. I, I have to do huge remodels, and I have to create value that way on the house. But there's certain things like fences and driveways and yards, curb appeal. Like I, I almost Whatever. don't even bother with curb appeal right now. Wow. Because... All I need to flip a house right now is a house. Yeah, right? yeah. But in a down market, I have to make my house the best house because people are still buying, but they're only buying what the best house is. Right. But I can do that for, like, 30 grand mm-hmm. because all I have to do is shampoo carpets and, change. like, when the market's going down, if you buy correctly, you don't have to do these massive remodels to create value. You're creating value just by making your house one of the best houses on the market. It's right. So it's a different market that I'm excited and ready for, but I think more than likely we're going to see more of a flattening, an arc, than and a, a down, than a down, uh, because so many people were qualified and so many people can just hunker down and stay in their house for the year or two that it's going to take for the correction to kind of run its course, or five. I mean, people could, yeah. people with their equity and the way they were qualified for mortgages could hunker down and stay in their house for five years. Almost everyone we know literally can do that stroke I mean, may, maybe they lose a job maybe they don't have reserves things like that but i think the percentage is so much lower that we're gonna see more i agree with now.
1: you i agree with you i think there will be some but um pre-foreclosures coming in but yeah not not like before i wasn't i was in high school when that crash happened so yeah i don't i'm don't, not really familiar with how it affected the real estate market but it sounds like you were in the thick of it huh?
0: yeah I, re- I wrote it one thing I, I love to tell people about that is, um, when real estate crashes, it crashes slowly. I get people all the time that are like, "No, no, my ha- my my McMansion up on Draper, dude, it lost it lost thirty percent overnight." That's just not true. That's <laughs> not true. Like, uh, uh, real estate's a slow-moving machine. I mean, just uh, our our the time it like with stocks and things things mm-hmm. can get sold like this for sure. With real estate, it takes you forty-five days in escrow. Like. Things don't move that fast. And so right. when, the mar- when the market went way, 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 way down, it took like three years before it hit that y- bottom so that, that everyone talks really, about. Yeah. So you have, and if you're in real estate every day, we had like a six-month head start where we knew it was crashing before it ever hit CNN. Now, the thing that makes me a little nervous about the next crash mm-hmm. is when COVID happened, it was like instant worldwide because of social media. Yeah. So I don't know that we're going to get a six start like we did because news spreads fast because news spreads so fast Dang. that i That's do think point. like one day i'm going to be like oh crap the market's crashing and in less than 10 days everyone in the world is like might even hear me literally say it because on of the, social media like you just don't, story, don't know dude. right <laughs> yeah. so so i do think we need to be prepared for things to move faster than they did the last time around but at the same time like real estate doesn't crash like other markets because just even because of the way we buy and sell it interesting
1: Okay. Well, man, you've given us a lot of gold nuggets today. Too much. Man. Sorry, man. No, no, it's been great. If you get
0: me going, I'll talk forever. No, this
1: is great because um, everything I'm asking you is stuff that I'm interested in. And I I, I feel like if it, it helps me in my business, it's going to help everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's end with just one thing because this is I, – I did a poll on my Facebook group. I, I don't know if you're a part of my Facebook group, are you? I think I,
0: think I am. I okay. don't know that I'm on it very much. Yeah m- I think I no,
1: no, no worries. My goal on my Facebook group is to teach everyone how to wholesale for free. Like that's my goal because w- what I understand from doing this for so long is you can give everything. You can give the whole book to someone and they still have to – go through the trials and errors and ask questions. So my goal is, let me teach it to you as much as I can. And if you want to talk to me, ask me questions or sign up for a program, go ahead. But yeah. let me just give it to you. Good passage. <laughs> yeah. So um, in my Facebook group, I've asked a question, what is the biggest struggle most people are uh, struggling with now? Most wholesalers, real estate investors in it. And they say it's finding motivated sellers, right? Or finding good leads. So. What would you recommend for someone that's like, you know, new or struggling with that? You got 42, how many deals did you say you did last year?
0: 86.
1: 86. So you, that's a lot, that's a lot. And, and I'm sure some would be happy with 10. So today, if they could take one action, what would you say uh, for anyone that's wholesaling or trying to be a flipper to get deals, motivated deals?
0: Um, I would say you need to, you need to kind of expand where you're searching. Like, uh... One trap a lot of us get into is we go on YouTube and we say how to find houses. I mean, I even do it when I buy my list. I just type into YouTube "hottest lists on PropStream," right? Right. And whatever some guy says, I'm like, cool. I'm going to do that because I don't have time to figure yeah. it out myself. I'm not tracking it. I'm 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 a low low level list buyer, right? Yeah. Um. So, but the thing is, like, people get kind of caught up. Like, okay, well, I have to do it this way. Well, that's when I, you know, in in my career, I've found that I find deals like. We call it deal flow, and I like to think of like a river flowing, right? And every every river has tributaries that fill it up. Like the river is the deals, but what am I doing to kind of get my river full? Well, one of those things that I got to do is uh, is MLS. Like, are you looking on the MLS as a wholesaler? I mm-hmm. don't know if I don't know. If Most you are. wholesalers do not. Most wholesalers do not you can make a lot of money claim brian man they love talking about some of those deals they just pull right off the mls and sell <laughs> and 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 people say you can't do that because you the the cash buyer is going to get on there and see that it was listed and that you've got that you're marking it up who again who cares if i'm the cash buyer i'm like well is it a deal or not right right
1: you don't care where it came from so
0: uh, then there's agents like are you talking to agents let agents bring you deals a- i love working with agents Because it's an army of people that are out in real estate every day. Mm -hmm. So I'm calling agents. I'm training agents. I'm talking to agents about what I'm looking for. Every time I see somebody like, I'm a new agent, I'm like, I'm your first client. I will buy every house you can find for me. Here's my Here's my criteria. You know, um, there's online uh, auction systems, hubzoo.com, auction.com. I have found so many houses on there. It's insane. Really? I talk to people who are my peers in the industry, and they don't even know what they are. Yeah. Like, look on those. Mm-hmm. See if they have houses on your market. Learn how that works, you know? Auctions, notice a default. Like, every one of these is a, is a different thing. And then get creative. I bought a house off eBay once <laughs> in Tooele. <laughs> bought a house on eBay. Like, I was just like, I wonder if people sell houses on eBay. Next thing I know, I'm buying a house on eBay. That's crazy, man. Like, what are you doing to kind of figure out other ways to buy? There's, I mean, the IRS sells homes. The, the Like, the, what's it called? The DEA. They have an auction system. <laughs> that's crazy. Where they steal homes from drug dealers <laughs> and then they auction them off. Like there's so many ways to find houses. If you're only doing lists, you're only do- like if you're having trouble, you need to pivot. Yeah, that's what I've learned. So when I was tracking, I, like I told you, you get to a point where you stop counting, right? Mm-hmm. When I was tracking, like. Um, 80% of my deals come from the MLS. I'm going to work the MLS. As soon as that dries up, what do I need to go find? Let's go to the auction sites. Let's go down to the courthouse steps. Maybe that's where the deals are. Let's right. start, let's look at wholesalers. I mean, 2017 to 2019, I bought almost every deal from wholesalers. Because mm-hmm. you guys had great deals. I didn't have to do any work. Perfect. I only have one deal from a wholesaler right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And most of the ones I pick up, I end up wholesaling to some somebody else, right? So... Uh, it's just the market's changed like the yeah. wholesalers e- either they got greedy or the deals just aren't there anymore so mm-hmm. i can see why a lot of them are like i can't find any deals because right. y- you need to pivot and and nurture a different Agreed. part of your of your river and what i try to do is every day i do a different finding tool for an hour i have 1 hour every day that all i do is find it's in my calendar and i'm like okay and what am i doing morning afternoon do you- uh, i move it around a little bit but most of the time it's right before lunch okay uh, because sometimes they do cancel it, you know, yeah. but, uh, sometimes I do cancel it, but, um, you know, uh, maybe it's Zillow for sale by owners, which I've had great success with That's amazing. in the early days of homey. Like it was so easy to buy a deal off homey because the agents don't know what they're doing either yep, yep. and turn around and sell it. Like, just find like be creative and find ways to and and pivot because the market's changing and it's not always going to be lists yeah that's not always going to be the best way to find deals
1: well that's exactly that answer is exactly what i was looking for because uh, most wholesalers that learn from a coaching program or just from youtube it's like the generic pull list text it mail it cold call it blast it those lists are getting destroyed right? Yeah. They're by oh, yeah. everybody. I'm buying them. You're buying them. We're I'm probably bu- called the same people today, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like- and I think, um, thinking outside the box, like for sale by owners, MLS making, I think wholesalers think agents like are almost your enemy, right? They're mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, they don't, if they knew I was a wholesaler
0: like me, like, no, like you can be, like- you can tell them you're a cash buyer, just like you tell the sellers. <laughs> like, exactly. It doesn't matter. Like I, and I know, um, part of the problem is like, with wholesaling, you want everything to be systemized, right? I get that. Mm-hmm. And the lists is a great systemized thing. And if you gotta like go make friends with thirty agents, that's a hard thing to systemize. Yeah, but if is. you can't find deals and you need deals, like you're gonna have to try some new things out. One hundred percent. And I guarantee there's somebody out there it's going to teach an awesome course on how to systemize talking to 40 agents a day like you guys yeah. will figure it out yeah we put if, them in a drip campaign if you're or trying. something yeah. like that like they're going to figure it out like yeah, and i'll sure. look forward to watching it on youtube and being like i used to do that i just never made a course about it yeah <laughs> exactly
1: and you know there's so many different ways like we've gotten deals from at- probate attorneys attorneys uh-huh. you know from networking. i'm sure you've
0: gotten some yeah. deals from
1: since you've you know worked with lawyers before i used to office before. with
0: a divorce attorney and just get deals just like he would be like Hey there's a house flipper here that might make you guys a cash offer in your house right now you know and and, and like, so I just oh, rented an office from them just to be able to get deals off the off the attorney and see stuff. see that's why I
1: think what you're saying right here is is so valuable because again wholesalers they just weren't learned one way right and they think they that's how they do it but i mean look at look at all the ways you presented that we can get deals and I guarantee ninety percent of people watching this have never even tried those.
0: Yeah, you know, there's the, the funny thing that I love to say, because I love movies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is, you know, I, and if you're new, of course you're new, like, learn your system, master it, and then move on. But mm-hmm. if you're having trouble, like, you need to grow. And in movies, like, there's a story arc, and there is growth. You can be a one-dimensional character, or you can be a three-dimensional character that people care about. And if you're doing the same thing you were doing two years ago to find deals, you're not growing. You're the same person, like, there's no growth. You need to have growth in in real estate or or you're not going to succeed. You're going to end up fizzling out.
1: Agreed 100% because I've been to so many coaching seminars and learned from so many people, and they teach the one-dimensional pay for paid marketing. Wait till leads come in. talk, Talk to them. I think that's, like, not the best way to do it. Yes, pay for marketing, but you also got to network, talk to agents, do all those things that you suggested. You do that, then your river's flowing. Yeah. But if you're just waiting on, especially right now with sellers knowing their properties are, are worth a lot, you know, you come at them with a 50%, 60% offer, they're going to say, no way, you know. So Yeah,
0: exactly. Because, I mean, we sometimes we make them seem dumb, but they're not dumb. No. And they, they want money just like the rest of us. But, yeah, I mean, if a system works use it and use it and use it and use it but it's not always going to work like right. i all, i'm changing up what i'm doing at least every 6 months or more that's awesome. almost never has one year been like the year before it, it as far as finding deals almost never that's awesome and so man. i have to pivot and and when i pivot early and and aggressively i always have better years i love it that's something
1: everyone needs to take to the bank especially in my business cuz i have you know my guys my employees that i hire and, you know, they are set into a system, and they're like, I will call leads that come in. But, you know, they're not thinking, well, you know, let me do this and this and this, right? Because that's outside the box.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's, like, I think that we would flourish. Well, that's your job, to think my, outside the box. That, definitely my job. And then make a system that you can plug them into. Because they're never going to do that. That's yeah, why they're so good are, at where yeah, they are.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But, no, that's definitely stuff I think everyone can learn from. And uh, one last question I have for you before we go, because, you know, it's been awesome talking to you. Um you're a fun guy. I can, you know, you do on the John. You do all this stuff. Do you? F- do you feel like? I guess my question is, um, how do you have so much fun? Like, like is that a weird question? You just seem always to be like, a, you know, having fun with your kids or having fun. Like, it, you even told me you chased girls and partied all the time back
0: in the day. Like, it. Well, that, I mean, I I think, uh, you know, we get caught up on the wrong things on what's important, right? Like, what really is important? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you buy a Lamborghini and a private jet and you had to work really hard to get there um, and you couldn't have fun doing that, is suddenly, have you achieved something that now you're going to have fun? Probably not. Right. You're probably going to keep, like, chasing whatever it was you were chasing. And so, I mean, it, I mean, it, it's nothing new or, or sage or anything, but just being present and realizing, like, what, what am I, like what am I doing? Like, why am I here? And you have to have fun on purpose. Yeah. I hate to say it, but if you wake up and you're like, I'm going to have fun today, you will. Yeah. Even if it's an awful day, you'll make fun of it more. You'll have jokes. You'll whatever, like you're getting, like, you know, live life on purpose. And if your purpose is to have fun, it's not actually, it's, it's not that hard. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, even if I suck today, I'm going to have a good time. Like yeah. that's that, so. Do it on purpose. How do you have fun every day? You do it on purpose. Yeah, and the reason I asked you that is
1: because I feel like so much of the, like the culture in America is just grind, work hard, and you're trying to achieve like a goal. But I see you, and you're kind of like, hey, I'm just, I'm just having a good time, you know. And I think pe- people probably gravitate towards that, or they like that because um, it's not so much about, oh, I've flipped eighty houses and I'm a freaking the man, yeah. right? Do you feel like? Th- do you try to personify that or, like, ex- exude that, hey, I'm just I'm just me?
0: No, or- I, I mean, obviously, uh, we all like people who are transparent, and so I do try to be as transparent as possible. Plus, it, it helps me sleep better at night, you know? Um, I, I don't do a lot of the education stuff because I have a hard time. You know, I used to teach seminars and do fulfillment. I have a hard time with all the people that aren't going to do what I say. And if they don't do what I say, they won't succeed, and then mm-hmm. they blame me for it. And guess what? 95% of the don't people, 95% of you guys are not going to do what we're saying. I know, That's man. just life. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time with that. I, I don't want to do that. So, so it's so easier for me to... So you did educate back in... You did do a little I, yeah, bit of education. Yeah, and, and I still do a little here and there in, in certain situations. I, I have my ride-along day where I borrow my sister's van, and people just pay me to come with me for two days straight. I mean, <laughs> that, we, we're doing one of those coming up in May. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do a little bit, but I don't like to... I mean, and that's just me. I don't like to do and people that do it I love it and it's great and there's so many successful people who are my friends who have been a product of the education and the seminar systems mm-hmm. that I, I can't say anything bad about it but it's not it's not my style. Dude, I'll be but honest. It helps yeah. me to, it helps me to be more authentic when I'm not trying to sell something. To Agreed. somebody. I can just do my thing and if you like it you like it and if you don't there's plenty of other people that you can follow that are probably your I style know, like, man. you know there's so much stuff and've I've been starting the coaching thing
1: just uh, to help people because I, I know when I started I needed help like for I, I started paying because I, I paid for speed I could have probably figured out wholesaling by myself but I probably would have taken me a long time so oh, I paid yeah. for the speed and I know the need is out there but it is very difficult to like know the actions they need to take and be like I don't know if they're gonna do it. I know and it's it, it, it is kind of hard people to, don't take action.
0: People are scared. Uh, most people are. I, and I've been there and you've been there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're going to lose money. You're going to fail. And if you're not okay with that, don't pay anyone $40,000 to learn how to <laughs> be, not be okay with that because it's not going to work. Yeah, know? it's like, hey, pay me and I'm going to tell you to take action. Like,
1: that's yeah. what the most coaching is. Like, hey, I'm just going to tell you to get to work. And that, that's mostly uh, that's kind of the hard thing to do is, like, I'll accept money from you just to tell you to do something you probably yeah. won't do because it's hard. But yeah, it's interesting. But I, yeah, thanks for answering the question about fun because that is, uh, I think people lose sight of fun and you can enjoy the journey instead of let me enjoy uh, once I get there. Let yeah. me have a good time once I get there. And you're, you're having fun all the way. way yeah, when
0: I, was, when I had 19 foreclosures, I had fun. <laughs> I was still waking up and saying, I'm going to have fun today, even though today's really, really going to suck. You know, and it, it, I mean, it works, man. Like it, it yeah. doesn't take that much to have a good time in life.
1: Dang, dude! I think that's something. So I have a morning routine where I like say what I'm grateful for, but I'm never like I'm gonna have a great time today. I'm gonna have so much fun. I'm try, just, try. I'm gonna try. It, bro. Add it,
0: add it to the things you're grateful for, and yeah. just be like, you know what? Today's gonna be awesome. I mean, it's the same it, affirmation thing that a lot of people teach. Right, but right. You know, fun is something that we think is reserved for kids, and it's not. It's for everybody.
1: Yeah, you can have a great time. We're having a great time today. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, Investors Dive Nation, we've had John on here, and where can we? they reach you one more time before
0: we uh, head out? Seriously, like, uh, email for me is going the way of the dodo. Like, I feel like it's going to be snail mail in, like, five years, so mm-hmm. do not email me, even yeah. though if you want to, you can find me. But Instagram right now is the best way. I, I try to answer all my DMs, so at John, uh, I'm there, and I'm trying to have fun all right
1: all right on the john have some fun thanks invest Drive nation thanks john yeah hey thanks see you guys